Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes along with Doug McCary coming to you live on this Tuesday afternoon here in the hot state or hot city of Jacksonville, Florida. It is uh, it is brutally hot. Glad to be indoors, Douglas. Yes. And uh, anyway, uh, hey, thanks for uh, tuning in. If you want to call this afternoon, uh, you know it's an always it's always an open line. You're welcome to call. We love to chat. 844-777. 7928. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. If you're wondering what SWAT Radio is, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And Doug and I, Doug more than I. <laughs> well, no, we both do. I mean, uh, just exposits the word Monday through Wednesday. And, uh, and we just talk about it. And we talk more about the practical application of the word of God. James says we're not to be merely hearers of the word; we're to be doers, and so, or as you uh, say, the word has to go through us. Exactly, right? just exactly. Us. Amen to that. Well, listen, we had, uh, by the way, had a had a number of people. We mentioned the uh, the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber luncheon today, and had a, had a number of people show up uh, to hear uh, Ryan Johnson from Alliance Defending Freedom. And uh, I've already planted the seed, Doug. We we got to get Ryan on. Yeah, just that'd be in, great. Just incredible to hear what they're doing and just the cases they've uh, fought and just talked about a lot about the fact that as as ambassadors of Christ, um, we are to be ready. Um, you know, they, I, I've said this before. I think I said it at the last SWAT meeting that I taught was that, uh, you know, they haven't canceled us yet. Hmm. And if they haven't canceled us, we still have a voice and we <laughs> yeah, need to speak out. Yeah. And what his, his last name was? What Johnson? J O H N S O N. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. He's uh, vice, I think, vice president of Alliance Defending Freedom. Well, you know, the Alliance Defending Freedom. I, I've been familiar with them. I'm, I met people that worked for them when I was speaking out in Colorado years ago, and they were they've been around for a long time, and they they're always involved in helping try to really help the body of Christ who are out there who are dealing with legal issues for taking stands. You remember they represented that uh, fire chief up in Atlanta who wrote a book, the book, he wrote it on his own time (laughs) and he just talked about his belief and his faith and he got fired because he talked about marriage and the design for marriage in there. And so they're always taking cases up like that. They, I just heard, um, today about uh like a a coach in vermont was fired for sharing his views that males have a physical advantage over females that was all he was talking giving a lecture and shared that and got fired over it now that's just crazy i mean that's just where is freedom of speech (laughs) i mean that 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 is seen as hate speech now and He's not even taught. He wasn't even talking about any kind of biblical values. Right. He was just simply stating a known fact. It is a known fact. And that that is that's just crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, 
He he's been at, at the head coach there since 2011, and um, but he believes that God created males and females with well that is radical well, well i mean like <laughs> he believes that that there's two sexes male and female <laughs> and and it's determined by a person's chromosomes which are determined by who by god he created us but uh he just shared those it wasn't even a lecture i, I, I misspoke there he was just talking with two other people about that and school officials there terminated his employment and barred him from any future job in the school district just for that. That's incredible. I mean, this guy's That's not incredible. sharing the gospel with him. He's not, I mean, he's just speaking about truth, real truth mm. in the world that right now we, people don't even know. You can't even talk about the real truth anymore. I mean, not right. God is truth. Why right? we know God's truth, right. but we're not even talking about spiritual truth. We're talking about biological truth. Incredible. But by the way, so is that you, a new? Is that a new case? Can you, can is, you define what a woman is? Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is that a new case, or is that not even? Is that uh, yeah. is that a case yet? Yes, uh, they. Uh, I think the ADF attorneys just filed a suit in the district court of, of Vermont now. I would, that just came out today. Gotcha. So gotcha. That, that's a rarely new one. But um, ADF's been around for a long time helping people. And if you yeah. want to know more, you can go to ADFlegal.org. That's yeah. ADFlegal.org. You know, I think that was, uh, you know, it was founded in 1994. And uh, some of the some of the founders were uh, 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 Dobson. Yes. Uh, was uh, Bill Bright. I think they were all part of that uh, well, original Well, Brad, launch. that's almost 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Isn't that Hush. crazy? Hush. You say you? 94 and you think that's pretty recent, but it <laughs> was 30 years ago. It's incredible. Incredible. In fact, I was telling uh, Ryan, uh, with just all these connections. So, you know, uh, there are no coincidences. You know, uh, I knew he was from Houston. You know, I thought, well, when he when he gets here, I'll kind of chat it up with him about Houston yeah. being from Houston. Well, he, you know, we're about two, three minutes into the conversation. He goes, now, where in Houston are you from? And I said, well, I'm from Sugar Land. And he goes, I'm from Sugar Land. I live in Sugar Land. I said, where in Sugar Land? He goes, Greatwood. I said, I lived in New Territory. Uh, he, he, I said, where'd you go to church? Man, he, wait, I got to say something. <laughs> I like the name of those little places great wood great wood yeah you know great and, wood. And, and what was the other one Sugar, uh new territory new territory yeah. i mean that's crazy well so get this doug if this doesn't wow you so so he goes now where did you go to church there and i said went to sugar creek baptist church he goes you gotta be kidding me he goes i was at sugar creek baptist for 25 years so he was probably there when we were there vody bacham was our associate pastor there Anyways, just one thing led to another. Yeah, but he would have been really young when you uh, were there. Yeah, Vody was. Uh, well, Vody was getting his doctorate, I believe, at the time he graduated from HBU, which is now not called HBU anymore. But uh, yeah, so I mean, how weird is that? That's he knew. He knew my my brother in law Tim, who's been one of our guests on. Um, it was just kind of a cool cool connection well how was the chamber like attended how how did the luncheon go? yeah it went great had about 60 people show up and uh you know it's it's a mix uh probably 50 percent non-profits 50 percent profits um so anyway good group good group of people
And if people want to know more about the Chamber of Commerce, how did they? Yes, go that? go to nefl christianchamber.com nefl nefl christianchamber.com okay yep. that's that's easy well hey if you missed yesterday's program uh i i uh wanted to let you know that um one of the founders of salem communication a good friend of ours uh of this program uh, Stu epperson senior passed away a couple of days ago in the evening uh, I think surrounded by his family and uh, Stu was a great guy and he did so much for the kingdom. And I, I, Brad, I was thinking about him last night when I drove home and I was thinking about the, just the, the faithfulness in his eighties, he's still encouraging people to do Christian radio because uh, I remember when we started, a lot of people said, no, radio's dead. You got podcasts now. That's the way. Do YouTube and all this. And he was like, you know, I think people are still going to listen to radio. And it turns out, in light of what happened in um, the last few years with the COVID lockdowns and the politically correct stuff on YouTube and stuff, radio has been a great medium to mm-hmm. get the word out yeah. that is – like it's live, and unless Jeremy censors us, <coughs> uh, our producer in there. He's liable uh, to do well, that. Uh, uh, but but it goes out live, and I remember during COVID, we gave out information. We tr- we went against the grain a little bit in a lot of ways and gave out information that wasn't censored. It just mm-hmm. went out. Mm-hmm. People could hear it. And, um, and so Stu was very encouraging, but not only in that sense, he would pop into the uh, – the SWAT meetings at lunch and and afterwards he would come put his arm around me and he'd just say this is good what you're doing here this is really good you know there's a lot of people right around this building y'all might could reach we got to think about how we can get more people in he was just yeah. thinking about reaching <clears throat> people and um and using resources for the kingdom and I, I just love that about him that he didn't just sit back at home yeah uh resting on all the things he had done and he'd done quite a bit actually yeah uh and they created this farm up there yeah i was looking Uh, at that 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 what was the name of it again Um, it's called uh, ararat ararat Uh, yeah ararat he basically grew up there yeah that yeah that's the area it is up in uh um is it virginia uh was it north and then north carolina i think so i don't um yeah i think i think let me look right there i'm i'm looking yeah i'm trying air at farm is that right no um uh, i'm sorry <laughs> i went blank i i had it um i had it open yesterday yeah let me see is this it no that's there's another error at farm but his was where he grew up let me put virginia maybe i can do that you know but but anyway Stu was he was a great guy pray for his wife and his children and the many grandchildren they had uh it was just um i know i know they he was in a battle health wise uh and he was in his 80s we know where he's resting now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but uh it's just it's still sad to me just he's not here because he he was just a great encourager yeah so. and and the generational faithfulness uh his son 
Stu, is he go by Stu Jr.? Is he Stu Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's Stu yeah. Jr. And probably will stay that way now. I mean, yeah. he'll probably just... But, uh, yeah, he uh, he's doing the Truth Network up there, and, and they've got, I don't know, 20, 30 stations that they're doing right now. And um, so he... Uh, he he's he's just following in his father's footsteps uh it's it's called the promise 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 farm ararat that's what it is promise farm because they ask for donations for that uh because it's a nonprofit, really for to help any groups it's not just ministries or ministers it, it, it could be those but first responders uh, military people and their families. The only thing they ask is that they bring their own leader or chaplain or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can go to the Promise Farm at Ararat, and um, it is uh, it, it's it's just a, a great thing that he kind of finished up there with, I guess, uh, for people to go up there. He just always had a heart for seeing people encouraged. Uh, so they could go do, and they they offer it free of charge. Did mm. you know that? I did not. Yes, they offer it to groups at free of charge, and they they, I mean, they say you can donate, but uh, I I think that's amazing that he just wanted to to do that. So um, it's called the 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 farm at Ararat, and it is in Ararat, Virginia. By Virginia, the way. okay, okay. Well, go check that out. By the way, I'm just looking on uh, Radio Insight, just seeing. I didn't realize Salem Media Group is is on the Nasdaq. Oh yeah. So anyway, he had uh, he had quite the reach. Quite for an sure. impact. For quite sure. the reach. Hey, glad you tuned in today. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. If you want to join us this afternoon, call us eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Mandarin at 91.7. I've been held by Savior. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. 
you mentioned this yesterday. Thought it, it just mentioned it again. We were talking about Stu Epperson, his passing yesterday, and that he was one of Time Magazine's named him one of the 25 most influential evangelicals mm. in America. That's pretty significant. I mean, when you think about that. Yes. And I was just saying, what what a reach he had. I, I, you know, I think of 1 Peter 4.10 says, says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. He was faithful in doing that. I mean, how many radio stations you say? Oh, gosh, a couple hundred, man. Wow. man. It was like, yeah, the, the most of any other conglomerate. I mean, it's the biggest conglomerate there that's in the world. Amazing. So, uh, you know, um, so just remember their their family again, and uh, and we look forward to seeing them on the other side. Amen. Uh, Amen. So, um, you know, this week, Brad, we are we we've been in this series called the Kingdom Gospel, um, as we've been working through. Uh, you and David went through the false gospels while I was out, the different kind of, of of what I would call errant gospels, or some of them are just lacking information. That's just as bad if you don't get the complete gospel. Right. Um, and, and some of them are just teaching outright heresy. But then we, we looked at what it is, like what, what Jesus said in Mark 1, when he said, you know, the kingdom of heaven is here, it is now, it is, it is here among you. He, and it says he was preaching the gospel right before that. So it's one of the few places in the New Testament where there's a, there's a statement made. A lot of times they'll say, and Jesus preached the gospel, but it didn't say what he said. Right Here it actually says what he said. So we need to pay attention to it. And see how it described it. You can read it if you want in Mark 1. Yeah, but Mark 1, verse 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written, verse 2, in Isaiah the prophet, behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. Yeah. And you know, I, was, I was just glancing real quickly uh, because verse 15 says... Uh, well, verse 14, now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about yeah. there in verse 14 where it says, and saying. Yeah. It says he proclaimed the gospel, and then it says what he said. Yeah. Well, it nope. says the time is fulfilled. Yes. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. Repent and believe the gospel. Yeah. Notice he doesn't say, hey, God has a good plan for your life. Notice he doesn't say, hey, uh, you know, do you want to ask Jesus in your heart? He just makes a proclamation and then tells them what to do in light of that. And it doesn't include saying a prayer. It includes repentance. It includes believing the gospel. And he goes on to say in Mark, uh, he gives an illustration of the disciples. Then following, he says, follow me. Hmm. He doesn't say, follow my teaching. Now, this week, we, we've looked at the whole kingdom of heaven. We've talked about that uh, two weeks ago. Last week, we talked about repentance. This week, we're focusing in on the gospel. And that first statement, the, you know, where he talks about the kingdom of heaven is here, uh, what does that mean? Well, we know from Mark 8 
when uh, from from this point in Mark one to Mark eight is I don't know a couple of years maybe, mm-hmm. um, and Jesus doesn't really go into any teaching on the cross for a couple of years as he's right. teaching. He's talking, he's doing miracles, he's doing other things, but it's not until Peter says you are the Christ in the Greek, the word Christ, but it's you are Mashiach, you are the Messiah. He says that and then he starts teaching and he starts teaching what what that means. He's a suffering Mashiach. They weren't looking for that. They were looking for a king, but not a suffering king. And we know from Paul over in 1 Corinthians 15, he says this is of first importance, what? That Jesus, according to the scriptures, died, was buried, and resurrected. And so he fulfilled all that. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. But today I want to hone in on Jesus of Nazareth. Like, without a doubt, the most influential person ever to walk the earth in history. Would you, I mean, I, I, I don't even unbelievers would yes. say that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all the influence. Uh, so not all these people may be believers, but today over 2 billion. So over a full quarter of the people that are walking the earth proclaim to be followers of Jesus in some way or another. That, that's more than any other religious affiliation. Hmm. And so when you when you think about all the things that have happened, think about all the hospitals around the world in the name of Jesus, yeah. all the orphanages yeah. around the world in the name of Jesus, all the medicine, medicine all the organizations that have done good things, um, the arts, all the yeah. beautiful pictures of art, Christian art, mm-hmm. um, all the advances in human rights, and he impacted all that. Yeah. So I think it's one of the most important questions you could ever answer. Who is Jesus of Nazareth? Your view of who he is, like Tozier said about God, yeah. the most important thing uh, about, about you is your belief in God or your yeah. view of God, right? right. Yeah. And I would even tap down and say, his son Jesus, you know, he was God in the flesh and the, the second person of the Trinity. Your view of him is equally important because he is God. He is God. Yeah. Right. And so I was reading one thing this day. I was doing some research on this, and I was reading, and you go through all this thing about Messiah, and and after they talk about Jesus being the Messiah and all this stuff, then they say, and he was just a human representative of God. Hmm. He was not God. There was only one God. And there is only one God. But that God, we know from the scriptures that that God is God the Father, that God is God the Son, and God the Spirit. And so when we tap down and look at who he was, I mean, if you look in America, you, you, you'll you come up well he was a he was a wise sage like a you know this picture of socrates maybe he was sweet um he was manly he was a revolutionary um he was a superstar uh he was a mormon elder (laughs) 
I mean, I mean, really, these are beliefs out there. He was, uh, you know, uh, you, you see all these pictures of him in our culture, and they all reveal different things. But to go back and look at what the Bible says about him, um, in fact, some places say he never even really existed. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That that people, uh, but but so many people have gone through. You know, uh, Jay Vernon Wallace, we've had on here, who wrote uh, Cold Case Christianity. He did research on it. Josh McDowell did a ton of research right. on it. So many people have gone through and pri- tried to yeah. prove he wasn't. And I, I come back to C.S. Lewis, who said exactly. he was either Lord, he's either liar, liar Lord, or, or lunatic. Or a lunatic. Yeah. 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 And well, so. So when you think about that, uh, Jesus of Nazareth as Messiah, what does that really mean? And we talked a little bit about it yesterday. It encompasses everything the Old Testament talked about looking forward to the redemption of God's people. I mean, from from the beginning in Genesis 3, when he says what? Satan will stomp yeah. your head, yeah. but you will, I mean, he will. you will bite his heel, but he will stomp your head yeah. talking about the seed which is yeah. jesus and um and so when we think about what messiah means though the anointed one um in the old testament people were, were anointed um for positions like to be a prophet or a king uh or to be a priest and if you go through i mean a lot of times that anointing was symbolic of the spirit of God being given to that person on the inside, that the anointing, the people were obedient to do what God told them to do, but it was a symbolic thing because that spirit would be taken away. It wasn't an eternal dwelling of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And we see that in Saul, who was a king. Uh, You just go back to Samuel and you can see that. But at one time, God had put his spirit in Saul to do certain things. And so that that anointing, all those people who held those different positions would have been seen as anointed ones, Christ. They would have been called Christ, not the big Christ, like we would say it, because he was the Christ, but they were anointed ones. That's, hmm. that's what the word Christ means. So when it says Jesus Christ, it's saying Jesus, the anointed one, Jesus mm-hmm. to a Jew, Messiah, to the Greeks, Jesus Christ. Now, I'll tell you, being over in Israel, the Jewish people do not like the word Christ. <laughs> they don't like it. Uh, to them, it is a symbol of Western thought. You know, the pagan, uh, you know, Greek practices. Right. But it means the same thing. It's synonymous. Um, but the Jews in Jesus' day were looking for a Messiah that would overthrow Rome. They were not looking for the Messiah that God had prophesied because if you go back to Isaiah 53, we know the Messiah that was prophesied, one of the prophecies, he would be suffering. And in fact, in most synagogues today, they don't even read Isaiah 53 as they do their yearly reading. They just skip over it. Hmm. Why is that? Hmm. You got to ask yourself, why do they skip that? Yeah. Might be a good... uh good memorization verse or uh, chapter there well, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, well it's it's a pretty powerful chapter but um you know but it it wasn't until after jesus resurrection and i had you read luke 24 yesterday 
because even after they saw his teaching, they had women tell him he was resurrected. They still didn't get it. But he's on the road to Emmaus, and he starts explaining from the scriptures. It's the scriptures yep. that God uses to open their hearts. Yeah. It's, to he the says. Truth. He says, in beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he yeah. explained to them what was written in all the scriptures about mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. About himself. Yeah. Going back to Genesis, and uh, yeah, good stuff. Hey, glad you tuned in. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, call us at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. One of the challenges we've been talking about is sharing the gospel. Are you sharing a complete gospel? Are you sharing a kingdom gospel? We'll be right back. Stay tuned. That we hadn't been charged tax on a duty transfer. The mistake saved us $20,000, and he wanted to know what to do. In situations like this, we show whether our love for God is authentic. Well, I, I knew what was right. But I told the accountant I'd give him a decision in the morning. Obedience is one of the most important ways that we can show our love for God to a watching world. In John 14, Jesus says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. He contrasts that by saying, Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. It's easy to dress the part, act the part, and talk the part of being a Christian. But obedience is how we show that we truly love Christ. Well, of course, I, I apologize to the accountant for not doing the right thing immediately. Of course we'd pay the money. I had to do what was right. With Seeking Him, I'm Nancy DeMoss Wagamuth. Expect some delays because of a crash on US 90 Beach Boulevard westbound at Eve Drive, blocking the left lane. Also, there's an accident in Clay County on US 17 northbound at County Road 220, blocking the left turn lane there. Mostly clear tonight, low 77, Wednesday sunny and hot, high 98. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. Call us 844 777 7928. That's 844 844- 777 SWAT. You can also email us uh, your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. I'm going to make one more little quick plug, Doug. We've got the uh, SWAT training day coming up August 5th, and uh, it is just a one-day deal. So it's not a weekend. It's not an overnight deal. Uh, Come join us. It's going to be a great, great day. I just got a little sneak peek into the material you're going to be teaching so i'm excited about that go to just email doug at swatradio.com doug at swatradio.com if you want to come join us and i we have in the past had a lot of guys have driven in oh yeah we've got uh, guys driving from tampa who've registered we've got guys from georgia uh guys from virginia our brother uh uh is it herman right herman's yes coming, yep herman's coming down <clears throat> and um hey i i am looking for a few more skydivers 
I've got a brother who's going. He's <clears> taking <throat> the plunge. He's going to jump out of that plane. And uh, well, can you can you tell me who it is? Uh, yes, yeah, Austin. Okay, Austin. Oh, sweet. Uh, uh, yeah, he's going to jump out. But it's be I'll, his first time. I, yes, I, I've done it. It is awesome. Well, actually, was that that email that I got from you? Was that you in that picture? Yeah, that's me. That's me <laughs> jumping out of a plane. Uh, love it, it is so fun. You know, it's not like you think. You know, most people think about skydiving and they think you're going to feel that gut. You know, when you do a roller coaster and you go down, or you right. step off a big platform jumping into something. Yeah, it don't. You you feel the air on you right away, the resistance. So it's really, it's it's not uncomfortable to go yeah. out of the plane. Yeah. A lot of it's psychological. I mean, like uh, you know, just getting as you're flying up there, you go, wow, I can't believe I'm jump out of this airplane. But it is a blast. It really is. So, um, well, it, I, I did it one of I, the activities. I did it do. when I was 18, and I I, I don't know, maybe I should have done it a few more times. Great experience. Uh, but uh, I don't know if I could do it today. You could. I think you could, man. Hey, yeah. our buddy, our, our buddy Howdy Russell's done it several times. Yeah, you you, uh. you could do it. Um, hey, I, I wanted to um, let let you know, too, about the guest. Um, man, you know, you can never. Your guest on Thursday. Yes. Uh, Mark Holcomb. Yeah, Mark Holcomb. And um, he, he's going to be our guest. He helps lead the regional um the regional uh colson cohort mm. the colson cohort <clears throat> is a regional training for colson fellows so uh, on um on thursday mark holcomb and steve eastberg steve is a i should say uh, admiral he's a retired admiral is going to be our guest uh admiral uh eastberg and uh and mark because they they've completed it now listen the, if you wonder about colson it's got chuck colson's name in it because it's a ministry he started but the colson fellows program um believe that christians in america can't have a cultural impact without restoring the church through the recovery of wisdom I mean, uh, that we've lost. We've lost a yeah. lot of wisdom over the years. We, we've we been distracted. We've bought into the marketing of the church. We've become pragmatic. And, um, and they believe that if you're going to continue um, to try to be a light in our culture, you have to renew your mind. Amen. And, um, and we can't, it's not optional to have a fully formed faith in us that is wise and understands what's going on in the world around us. Um, and so they call believers who really want to seek first the kingdom of God. I like that. Um, and they're diverse. Uh, they get CEOs, university professors, uh, homeschool moms, teachers, pastors, all these people that come together um, because these are people that th they uh, – they don't want their everyday existence to look like people out in the world who don't know Jesus. They want it to That's make good. a difference. And so, because let's face it, you know, you may be sitting out there going, does, does my faith really even matter? Am I having an impact? Mm -hmm. And, um, that's their desire is to help you. It requires a lot of reading. I mean, you're going to read like, I don't know, nine to 12 books 
you know, through it. It's a nine month. That's my pro- kind of deal yeah, right it's a there. Nine <laughs> month process. So I looked at their books. I've read about five of them. Uh, that I need they to go check that out. So, um, but they, it's a. I say it nine. It's a ten month exploration of the Christian worldview. Um, you know, Chuck Colson wrote a book years ago called How Then Shall We Live? Yes. Francis Schaeffer wrote a book similar. Yep. The whole idea is just to make a difference. Let God use you in the world around you, but it it just incorporates training. So I'm going to have them on to talk about that. Well, I think um, I think Romans 12 too. Do not be transformed or do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That yeah. and it goes on. It says that by testing, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable. And perfect. I was actually looking at this quote from this book that you and I are working through. It says Luke's account reveals that people easily rejected Jesus and his kingdom, but the kingdom of God is where God's will is done. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're not going to do God's will apart from God's word. Well, when we make a proclamation that I believe in Jesus Christ, we're saying that I'm loyal to him. That's our desire. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, it's not. It's not just a. I believe he died on the cross. Yep. I believe in Jesus. As he's the Messiah. He's the fulfillment of that. And boy, Brad, that has been lost in yep. this day and age. I mean, like yep. uh, God's purpose for bringing the gospel to us is about bringing His people back into relationship and in, into proper relationship into obedience to his king when he says he will save his people from their sins it's not just saving them for eternity it's saving you now because sin has a very degradating effect on your body on your life on your culture on your community and god Look, when you look at God in the Old Testament, why did he want Israel to follow his rules? Why did he want Israel, you know, and, and people say all the time, you know, it's not about rules. No, the relationship with God is not based on rules. The relationship with God is based on Jesus. Your authenticity as his follower, oh, mm-hmm. your your witness is impacted by how you follow his design, how you follow his commands, his statutes, all throughout Scripture. So this idea today that people can say, well, you know what? We have Jesus, so we don't have to strive to be holy. Why did the writer to Hebrews say that <laughs> if, if we didn't have to do that after right. we trust Christ? Right. Why, why, is there, why does James say what he does to the church yeah if it's a non uh, item for us you know yeah well i think the 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 greatest uh the greatest demonstration of your belief in christ is your obedience well yeah the greatest demonstration of your faith is that your obedient to what he has given us absolutely in fact in john 3 everybody loves to quote john 3 16 but at the end of john 3 it says (laughs) um he you know he came to save those who believe 
and condemn those that do not obey. Yeah. yeah. So he uses belief and obedience synonymously there. And the reason for that is, is that the obedience of the gospel is not a human work. It's empowered by the spirit. Nobody here believes that, that you can obey God's commands out of your own strength. You just can't, we can't, no, we can't do that. But you know, James, we talked about that yesterday, that the demons believe the difference between demon, the demons and like Peter, the apostle or any of the apostles is the demons never trusted in Jesus as their king. They knew he was king, but they didn't trust him as king. Yeah. There's a lot of people that know that he's king in our culture, but they don't trust him yeah. as king. Yeah. Oof. That's good. We're subjects, right? Yes. Because, uh, listen, we can know Jesus is the Messiah intellectually, but not believe him personally to to be my king. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, at its very core, discipleship is simply being with Jesus through his people. He's not here anymore, right? In fact, you know what's interesting, Brad? The word discipleship does not appear after Acts. Hmm. It's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you and I think it appears once or twice in Acts because only Jesus can disciple. He disciples people through his people. Through his people. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? That, that are yeah, that are empowered by his spirit. Yeah. Uh, as we spend time with Jesus, our knowledge about him becomes our experience of him. And that's what really sets us apart. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to take one more break. Call us today, 1 844 777 7928. 844 777 SWAT. Email us at ask at Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, heard in Amelia Island at 91.3. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without you Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in today. Call us at 844 844- Seven 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 nine two eight. If you got, uh, we'd love to hear from you talking about the discipleship gospel, and uh, just really recommending this book. I think it's uh, it's uh, been very helpful for me, Doug, just to help me craft mm-hmm. uh, how I share the gospel. Yeah, uh, the gospel is not, you know, Jesus has a great plan for you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in fact, actually, a lot of what the gospel is is about counting the cost. Uh, there is going to be a cost of following Jesus. Well, and, you know, here's the thing. God will use even those ways because his sovereign will knows his people. And you and I were both talking about this yesterday after the program about how, you know, we didn't understand it or get taught it all correctly but god was doing his work none of, we know we're human we're flawed we right. make mistakes but but that doesn't mean we're we're basically relieved of the responsibility once we know the truth to compromise yeah. and not preach the truth that yeah. we know that so so nobody's negating anybody's salvation experience no. out there uh, I, I, I came to Christ at a young age, uh, Brad, you came to Christ 18. At, at 18 <clears throat> and, you know, I can honestly say that the pastor that preached when I trusted didn't preach on the kingdom. Uh, he didn't preach on any of these things we've talked about specifically. He did preach on Jesus and whatever he preached, God used and God can use it. But again, it doesn't relieve us of the responsibility when we know what Jesus said to to then ignore it because mm. this is easier or this is more quote pragmatic. This is this is more palatable for people. And that's happening a lot right now in our culture where people want to give a palatable gospel. Uh they want people well, you know what? That's that's a little easier for people to hear. I even heard um, one pastor say, "Well, it's easier 
you know, to get the medicine to go down if you put it in something sweet, you know. Well, if that sweetness leaves out essential elements yeah. of the gospel, uh, we're going to be responsible for that. Yeah. We have a responsibility. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, we're certainly not talking about being abrasive. I, no, I, no. I heard my pastor say one time, the gospel, the gospel is a stumbling block. It, you don't need to be an additional block in that road. In fact, Scripture tells us it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. Listen, we, we, we share the gospel, number one, because we're commanded to do it, mm-hmm. but we share the gospel because we love people. Mm-hmm. If we love people, we'll speak truth. Yeah. And we can speak truth in love. And before we love people, we got to love God. Amen. You know, and, and before you talk to people about God, you need to be talking to God about people mm. uh, because your heart, as you interact with God, gets softened in that process as you le- read his word, as you spend time. In fact, Brad, go to Mark chapter three and read verse 14, 314, what it says. Okay, uh, Mark three fourteen, and he appointed 12, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach. So before he sent them out to preach, it says he appointed them to be with him. Hmm. Being with him is an important part of understanding Jesus as Messiah. Yeah. You know, it's not about just getting him to do something for you. I think, in, at least in a lot of the earlier gospel presentations that I would share, I focused on what he did for people rather than wanting them to be with him. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yep. Do you do you do you struggle with that? Oh, with all, yeah. I mean, like, I I I don't believe I. I can honestly say, thinking back, I didn't hear a lot of people telling me it's about he wanting to be with you. That When he says the kingdom is here, you know, among you, the reason he's proclaiming that is he's saying, I'm Messiah. Come yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, but we focus on what he did so that I can get an objective accomplished. I can have my sins paid for. I can go to heaven. Hmm. Not that I can be with him, the king, as part of his kingdom, the kingdom of God that he's establishing and basically reorienting your life from a life of following the ways of the world as your primary motivator to the ways of God being your primary motivator. Yeah. I still remember us when we first, I think even our first broadcast, be interesting to go back and listen to that. Uh, we have to? I'm not recommending <laughs> it, but, but I remember us talking about Matthew 4:19. Uh, in fact, I noticed it looked like it was on your uh, your uh, license plate too. Yeah. Yesterday, and he said to them, "Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men." That that it's him, it's he who makes us mm-hmm. the evangelist. Mm-hmm. It's he who makes us equipped to do the work. I'm glad you pointed that out. That it's it's the vertical first yes that leads to the horizontal yeah you know again please hear from uh brad and i that uh 
the Bible is clear. Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. No question. And if you go to Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, that's the whole, mm-hmm. I mean, Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus. He says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And it's not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. But what does he say in verse 10? We we don't <laughs> go there. You know, a lot of times we we stop at 9. But if you go to 10, that it says what? We are his workmanship created in who? In Messiah Jesus. It says Christ Jesus, but the anointed mm-hmm. one, we're created in the anointed one for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So to say that, yeah, you know what? I trusted in Jesus, um, but then there's no change in my life. Yeah, I just go on doing <clears throat> yeah. the same things that I've been doing. I have the same values I've had. Oh, I'm going to try to be better, but now I'm I'm covered. It, it it shows that we don't really understand what it means that he's the anointed one. Yeah. The D- king. Diedrich Bonhoeffer said, "A faith that isn't lived out through action is not faith. Mm-hmm. It's a life without Christ." In fact, Bill Hull in this book says it's impossible to separate belief from action. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to separate belief from action. The only way I know you believe is that there's action that demonstrates that you believe. Yeah. and Well, here's the thing. To tell people this whole idea, and I think John MacArthur used this in his, turn, in his book, uh, The Gospel According to Jesus, the, the whole idea of a carnal Christian says that a person can trust Christ, Messiah, Jesus of mm-hmm. Nazareth, as their Savior and deny his kingship. But this is this is really dangerous because basically it excuses ungodly choices in life, um, and you, basically you can be an unrepentant um, liar, um, you can be an unrepentant anything, but you're saved because you prayed that prayer when you were a kid, or you were confirmed mm-hmm. when you were a kid. You're just a carnal Christian which is absurd. It's absurd to think that. Now, the Bible, nowhere you can look through the New Testament, supports any idea that a true follower of Jesus can have a pattern of unbelief in in their actions by what, and unrepentant actions. Uh, Rather, basically, Paul and, and the other writers in the New Testament say there's two types of people. There's true followers and there's non-believers. That's it. Hmm. Those who bow to the lordship of Jesus and those who reject it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at this. He he says you you can't make a Christian disciple from a non-discipleship gospel. Mm-hmm. So when we talk when we're talking about a discipleship gospel, mm-hmm. your works aren't saving you. No. Your works are demonstrating that you have saving faith. The gospel you preach, he says, dis- determines the disciples that you make. And when I said, when I look at this book and I've worked my way through this book, it's it's not only re- changing my mind, it's going to change my actions. Yes. Uh, what I've heard, what I understand is Jesus, Messiah, Jesus Christ, the anointed one, 
His kingdom is not just a future kingdom. <laughs> yeah. It's here. Well, and, and again, you and I have said this before, it's not perfection, but it's the direction. Salvation is free. Uh, from from It's a free gift from God to us. And we, we just read that. But discipleship, obedience, and following Jesus are the response that occurs when true belief in him as Messiah is present. Yep. Right? Amen. So anyway. Amen. Hey, uh, more tomorrow? More tomorrow. Come back, yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally game yeah. for this. We could talk about this all day. Yeah. Hey, glad you tuned in today. Shoot us an email at ask at SWATradio.com. Doug, if you want send it send, if you want to come to the SWAT training day, Doug at SWATradio.com. Tell him you want to come. We'd love to have you there. Join us tomorrow here at SWAT Radio. See you then.